Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell sitting across from Kurt Souter. We're here with Chris McCutcheon and Tim Reese talking about soul care. In the last segment, we talked about what are some things that are warning signs that your soul needs some care, that it's uh, some attention, some warning signs, maybe being fatigued and uh, busyness and hurry and all of those things. And uh, Tim said something I wrote down here. He says, not something that just more sleep can handle, like just having more sleep thinks we're going to be able to uh, make everything better. But, you know, sometimes there's the internal, the unseen things that just need to be um, addressed. And we're going to talk more this next segment about how do we take care of our soul. You know, Slim, last time you, uh, last segment, you talked about uh, being tired. And I, th- I think if you asked many men, if you, if you just surveyed 10 guys and said, how many, how many of you guys are tired? I, I, I think the vast majority of, of men would say, ah, that is me. And and it's not just a physical tired, even though that could be it. a little more sleep probably would be helpful, but it's, it's more than that. It's this soul tired. So what we're going to talk about in this segment is, okay, what, we, what are some things that we need to do? What are some practices that we need to put in place to implement some, some even simple things, not to just add pile into our calendar, but things that will bring refreshment and a level of peace and joy and fulfillment that's eternal, that's life-giving. Talk, talk with us a little bit about some of those practices that we need to incorporate. Well, I think even before we talk about the practices, uh, we have to ask ourselves, why? And what am I really after in this world? And I think one of the things that, draw, that drives myself and, and others is that um, there's a growing desire in us that says, I truly want to be transformed while I'm here on this earth. And so I love what Robert Mulholland, how he defines uh, this whole idea of being spiritually transformed. He says it's a process of being conformed to the image of Christ for the sake of others. And what I, what I love about that is that, it's, first of all, it's a process not just a, it's not something that I attain, it's not a bar that I strive to get uh, to reach or this goal that I finally have arrived uh, when it comes to being spiritually transformed. It's really a lifelong process of being conformed, and that's the part of this is that is, is pretty painful, because nobody really, if we're honest, likes to conform to anything. Nobody likes to be told what to do. <laughs> You're going to conform to this, Right but we're conforming to the image of Christ in ourselves, and we're not doing it for ourselves. Ultimately, my, my transformation on this earth is not about me. It's, a, it's for the sake of other people. And that's very important to understand, because then that has such, a, uh, it has such an effect on the motivation of why we even enter into spiritual rhythms that could actually transform our soul. Because we've all, we've all been in the church long enough, the four of us, to know that, you know, we're told, read your Bible, pray, you know, go to church, be in a small group, tithe. Again, all, all good things. But a lot of times they're coming out of spaces of, of really unhealthy motivation a lot of times, right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to prove to God something. We're trying to get something from God if we just do all these things. And the difference here is that we're actually entering into these rhythms uh, to create space um, and awareness 
of what is truly going on inside of me so that God could actually have space to, to change me. And I, and I, and I love, you know, when you, when, you, when, you, when you watch football, when you watch a receiver mm-hmm. go down the field, he is trying to create space between him and the safety. And when you see a deep ball thrown, you realize how little space has to be created between him and the safety for that, for that receiver to catch the ball. I mean, we're talking like a foot. Right? He doesn't have to create five yards, 10 yards, 15 yards. He, need, he needs to create about a foot of space for him to have an opportunity to catch that ball. And, and I think sometimes we think that, wow, we've, we've got to have such a, a huge amount of space, right, mm-hmm. to create. That's a great uh, But analogy. God just says, just create a little space, and I can work with that. So, so, we, so we, we enter into these spiritual rhythms, and I think some of the most important ones um, for us, uh, first of all, uh, is just retreat. We forget. We forget that Jesus modeled the spiritual practice of retreating. We, we don't even really talk about that. We go, we go on retreats in the church, but usually they're, they're retreats that are full of busyness and activity, and we get home over after the weekend and go, Oh, wow, I'm tired. I need, a, I, I need a retreat from right? our retreat, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we, we see in John 3, Jesus would take his disciples away for retreat. In Mark 1, he goes on a retreat for himself. And so so just building the rhythm of retreat into our life. And Chris, I don't know if this kind of surprised you, but when you have a rhythm every three months or whatever you decide it to be of knowing that I am going away you don't even realize how deeply your soul starts craving that. Chris, did you did you experience that? Yeah, the- yeah, there's no question about it. Back to what I was talking about earlier, the busyness thing. You know, you always think, uh, oh, I, don't, I don't have time to, I don't have time to make time for that. <laughs> but uh, then when you start making time for the retreats and then you appreciate the value that comes from uh, what takes place at those retreats, you're right. Uh, those dates come and you're like, goodness gracious, I, I, I need that retreat time to slow down uh, because it's a built-in uh, excuse, if you will. I, I know I'm going to have some margins here. You know, I'm going to shut down. I'm going to unwind. I'm going to disconnect. And uh, uh, wow, it, it, it becomes so important with just kind of the, the pace of life day to day. So yeah, just, you know, if, if we accomplished nothing at those retreats, just the fact that we showed up and disconnected for a while is of such value. Uh, oh, I, lo- so. I, I love what you just said there, Chris. Just if we accomplish nothing, which really is a, a second <laughs> rhythm that's, that's so important to soul care, is the rhythm of silence and solitude. And showing up before God without an agenda and actually relating to God without words. And what, what's amazing about this is what I find is that we, we treat God um, as, kind of, we, as kind of like a date. And, and what we do is we, we, we show up to Him, and if He doesn't do something spectacular, if He doesn't, you know, something, you know, some amazing thing didn't happen in, in our quiet with God, it's like, oh, yeah, He doesn't care about me, He didn't show up. That was a waste um, of time. Why, why do this? And I, I tell people this. If I, I have dates with my wife on a regular basis. If I came home from a date and said, honey, you know what? That date was like a two uh, on a scale of one to ten tonight. And frankly, you know what? Uh, you didn't really show up that, all that well. Let's not even do this, right? Uh, I, I mean, seriously, let's not even bother having dates because that was a two. And frankly, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> just being present with my wife is enough. And I think in silence and solitude, uh, what we do is we, we, as we enter that, uh, we begin to face the fear of ourself. And we just sit and we, and we begin to release. We, we let go of keeping God hostage to do something because God himself is saying, showing up is enough. And, and I'm telling you, silence and solitude is one of the, in fact, Henry Nouwen says this, without silence and solitude in your life, it is impossible to live a spiritual life. And the older I've gotten, mm. the more deeply I believe that. So that's a, that's a huge, uh, that's a huge one. I think self-examination, uh, is another, uh, rhythm that we, that we need to practice that is, uh, again, not, not self-examination that's spurred out of self-condemnation, but self-examination that actually is led by the Spirit of God that leads us to a deeper understanding of how much God actually truly loves us. Again, not a mental ascent, but a full body, heart, mind, soul uh, rhythm that says, wow, God actually knows all my crap, and He still loves me deeply. And then the other one that I'd say is, uh, has been really important is actually reading the Bible in this, uh, in this rhythm of, of, of silence, reading, silence, reading, and, and, and uh, for centuries it's been called Lectio Divina, and it's a way of reading the Bible uh, transformationally. And I think this is where, um, again, it helps us move away from this idea that the Bible is a book to be read for, for information. And so much of our training from the time we start school, and it continues in the Church, is that th- this is a book to actually be mastered, instead of the book actually mastering us. And it, and it comes back to that rhythm of uh, 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 the writer of Hebrews that says, um, you know, Scripture you know, can divide us, can divide and get deep in our bone marrow, right? Uh, divide soul and spirit, and it's a way of actually reading the Bible um, in short uh, chunks, where we read, then we be quiet, and we actually let the Spirit of God speak to us, as opposed to reading the Bible like, again, we've been taught, hey, get through the Bible, uh, hey, read your chapter today, we check it off, we feel good, but, it, but by 5 o'clock if somebody asked you what you read in, uh, in Scripture today, you'd go, eh, I don't know. I have I, no I idea what it was. Right? <laughs> so, so anyway, I, I think those are some, of the, some, some very important uh, practices to take care of our soul, and there's more, but uh, those are a few just to... We're gonna, you know, and, and we're going to take a break because we're going to talk a little bit more about how uh, we need to implement those different practices and how they can be so encouraging and life-giving in our walk uh, on this earth. Yeah, so we're going to come back for one more segment to talk about soul care and how we can do that as, uh, as men. Practically, maybe just on a one-on-a-self uh, basis, how can you go out on your own and have a, a, just a small times of solitude, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, what that might look like. We're going to talk also in the next segment about some soul retreats that uh, Kurt and Further Stone Ministries put together. So we're going to take a break, come back on Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell. Kurt Souter coming back with Solid Steps Radio, and we are talking today with Chris McCutcheon and Tim Reist about soul care, and uh, actually, Furthest of Ministries, one of their part of their ministry is doing soul care retreats. 
I think it's four retreats over a period of a year for two years. So it's eight total. Is that right, Kurt? Yeah, Yeah. eight eight years. So if you're interested. Eight years. Two years, eight (laughs) retreats. (laughs) So uh, if you're interested in saying, hey, I'd love to go on a retreat and it, you know, a really safe place to go and say, you know, I'd I'd like to do more, uh, you can go to furtherstoministries.org and get more information about when those are and some more information on that. Yeah, we've got actually some uh, retreats coming up uh, starting in February of 12. Signups are uh, are going on right now. And, you know, uh, Chris, you mentioned in the last segment about just the blessing of, of just retreat. And the uh, the practice that Jesus laid out for us of of retreat. Talk about that just a little bit. Yeah, well, just spending time alone with God, just quieting yourself. Um, uh, my, my false self. Tim talked a little bit about that earlier. Our false self tells me that I, I need to conclude that any time I spend, I feel like it was productive, uh, instead of just learning to be okay with just being still and spending time with God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think about, uh, you know, my six-year-old daughter, she comes to sit with me. I don't, I don't have to think about her coming to sit next to me and, and thinking about, uh, did we work anything out? Did we identify an area to focus on? <laughs> did we solve a problem? Uh, did we walk away with certain questions answered? No, sometimes it's, it's good just to sit next to each other and, and be quiet and be still. And I think that that concept really comes into play with these retreats and kind of the busyness of, of society and just learning to, to rest in the spirit. And the, these retreats kind of force you to do that, it's sort of a, a forced uh, quietness uh, that, uh, that, that, that uh, you start to incorporate that into your life as an example uh, of, of things that you need to be doing on a more regular basis and teaching those tools it reminds me of, of, of what the psalmist wrote, be still and know that I am God. Yeah. We really can't know that he is God in a, in a growing way until we be still, until we shut things down and be still before him. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's a, for, for me, it's a, it's a practice. You know, it's a spiritual discipline to practice doing that. It doesn't come naturally. You know, even, Tim mentioned earlier, even in the, 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 the effort to try to have daily time with God, quiet time with God, still oftentimes feels like a checklist type of an event. You know, I, did I read enough passages of Scripture? Did I pray for a requisite amount of time? You know, did I get 30 minutes of thir- Scripture, 30 minutes of prayer, what have you? More of a checklist mentality. And really converting that philosophy and mindset into more of just just spending time with God. You know, one of the things that I love that that Slim has said throughout these retreats is not necessarily even having a target in mind for how you're going to connect with God, but really just approaching each day and just saying, hey, God, how do I need to be with you today? And that's Mm -hmm. been a transformation, a real transformation to to even think that. And then to uh, try to incorporate some of the practices that allow you to just say, God, how do I need to be with you today? And that could be a variety of things. Tim talked about sil- silence and solitude, the lectio, um, you know, just, just sitting with God and next to him and being comfortable with that silence and being comfortable with just resting in the spirit is uh, uh, a, a continual act of, 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 of trying to learn what that looks like. And um, it's 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 opened eyes to a whole different part of this journey. Mm. Uh, Slim, talk with us. You know, when Chris is talking about these retreats, talk with us about what we focus on at each one of these retreats. The first retreat we talk about Sabbath. 
Yeah, our, our retreats, even though they're they stand alone, there there is a rhythm of of it building on one another. So the first one we we really talk about the rhythm of Sabbath, how important that is, because if if we can't figure out how to make a Sabbath in our life, whether that's a four-hour Sabbath a week, a full day, uh, we are going to have little chance of building upon that to create room for silence and solitude in our life. And so the first retreat, we, we deal with Sabbath, but, but even more importantly, we begin to ask the question, what are our deepest desires? Because that question has such a huge impact on how we care for our soul and how we actually live out this life. And so we, we go to Sabbath, the next retreat, we begin to build on silence and solitude. And again, beginning to face the fears of, of facing ourselves there. And we move into, um, again, how do we read the Bible transformationally, not just informationally? And then we go to uh, uh, how does our body actually speak to our soul? Um, what does it have to tell us about our soul? The body, we, when's the last time you heard a message in, in church about how does our body actually speak to what's going on in our soul? I mean, we don't even talk about that besides the fact that, hey, keep your body fit and, and healthy, which, is, again, is important things. And we move on to this whole idea of, of self-examination. Uh, we use a tool called the Enneagram to begin to help us um, understand how uh, how we can live more out of the, the, the image of God that he's already placed in us. Uh, then we talk about where are places that we need healing in our life. Uh, then we go into uh, the next retreat on on discernment. And what we realize about discernment is that is that it's important if we don't have these rhythms that are building and helping us understand our false self uh, and how much we live in that, a lot of times we are going to discern things in our life totally out of our false self and not out of a good place. And so we realize how important discernment is. And then, and then we kind of end the two-year journey in the sense of what does all this mean for the world that we live in and, and how do we live how do we live in um, really how do we live out the values of Jesus? And that is how do we continue to uh, walk alongside the poor, be involved in issues of justice and mercy? Um, uh, how do we uh, pour out of our pour our life out into other people? I mean these are these are things dear to Christ's heart. And um, which I which I think, you know, the church is missing uh, in a big way in general. Um, and so we we just talk about the reality again that all this all of this transformation again is not for ourselves; it's for the sake of others. Because God, Jesus didn't die for us just so that we could be saved. He died for us so that we could have a relationship with him and so that we can be a blessing and be an instrument to, to another, uh, an instrument in the hands of God to bless and be used by God to influence others in his, in, in his world, in his kingdom. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Chris, coming back to you about this whole, uh, these retreats that we are doing, talk with us about just in a couple minutes because I can't believe our time is fastly slipping away but talk with us just real quickly about what what was the most impacting for you well I I think uh, so much uh, it's it's hard to to pack that in Kurt but yeah I mean this is a a two-year journey you know and and uh, it's a, a process 
like we talked about earlier, of one, and even understanding this concept of a soul, what is that? And then understanding how it clearly is something that uh, that we as men need to, to, to know and understand. But then how do you care for your soul? And then the, you're just opening up. You guys are, are so effective in opening up so many different practices or techniques or things that we can do to take care of our soul and uh, and learning some of those things. For, for, for me, uh, the concept that Tim touched on of, of Lectio was huge. I just, I just love the, that concept of a different way of reading Scripture with a, a different concept in mind, not just, well, I read chapter 8 yesterday, so clearly I'm going to read chapter 9 today, and that will complete my quiet time reading. But a completely different philosophy of, of reading, as, as Slim said, reading uh, for transformation, not information. I just love that because it, there's not pressure to uh, kind of consume a certain amount of information in reading scripture. It's really uh, engaging not just your mind, but your heart, your emotions, your body, your curiosity, all those things kind of a an in, in effort to drive a, a deeper personal relationship with the one behind the text and not just the information in the scripture. And so uh, that, that's been eye-opening for me and transformational for me. And again, I don't want to represent it's something that I've conquered or mastered. It's something I'm still learning about, but really appreciating what just chewing on a small passage of scripture and staying with it. I mean, there, you know, following that, that concept of Lectio, you can sit on some the same passage of scripture and read that day in and day out over a period of time. And it's so... Uh, it's so interesting how God will open up different something different about that same scripture to you, even after reading it hundred perhaps hundreds of times before and reading it several days in a row even, and then all of a sudden something different about that scripture will it, open up. It's it's really like savoring and, and eating a, a meal really slowly and just <laughs> taking in every bite, every morsel. Mm-hmm. I can't believe our time is up. Yeah. It's been a wow. It's just flown by. Slim, it's been great to have you. Chris McCutcheon, um, it's great to have you in the studio and uh, for, for, to hear from you guys. If you guys are interested in more about soul retreats, and Soul Transformational Retreats, go to our website, furtherstillministries.org, and uh, you can uh, learn about that. And uh, we're starting some new, uh, new and up uh, two-year journey starting in February of 2017. But Chris, I'd love to have you pray for our men. Pray that we would be men who would be pay attention to our soul, that we yeah. would be men who would be understanding and growing in, in knowledge and understanding of taking care of our soul. Dear Heavenly Father, we know that you tell us to draw near to you and you will draw near to us. But God, uh, help us as men to be curious about how we can draw near to you and to really explore uh, this concept of our soul and how you've created us and how you've created us to connect with you. And God, I, I pray that, uh, that men listening to this would uh, endeavor to uh, really pay attention to uh, the soul that you've given them, and how they can go about uh, learning more uh, about Jesus Christ and becoming more intimate uh, with your Son. And Lord, we know that the the process of uh, spiritual transformation, spiritual transformation, it oftentimes can be one of mystery. And I pray, God, that we would uh, be men that would seek that out and would try to understand. Uh, what it means to connect with Jesus on a daily basis and find uh, that mystery and, and doing that and 
and uh, find hope and encouragement and find intimacy with Jesus as we as we pursue that relationship with him. As Slim said, so that we may connect with, with you, Jesus, and then also for the benefit of those around us as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we thank you, Lord, for teaching us. We thank you, Lord, for your patience with us. And uh, we thank you for your love, and we thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus, Lord. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio. Go to our Facebook page, and you can hear more about those uh, retreats and about upcoming events. Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio.